You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith. Johnson. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Dexter After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Dexter After Show. It is. Woo! <laughs> Hey, everybody. Bing is for doing, and here we are doing another amazing After Buzz TV after show for your favorite show, Dexter, and we're on season eight, episode nine. Make your own kind of music. And uh, I think our energy here in the studio right now is like the opposite of the energy from the show that we got tonight. I feel like we just took like six Red Bulls each just to get out of being asleep. Uh, well, yeah. I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll tell you what, let's start off with our names. I'm your host, <laughs> Sean O, and I'm joined here by my awesome co-hosts. And I'm JJ Jurgens. Haven't been on this side of the table for a while. It's so different. <laughs> it's different from the other side. Yeah. I, I totally understand. Um, I'm Anna Koppel. And I'm Stephen Lemieux. All right, let's get these topics out of the way. We're going to be <laughs> talking about Vogel, Vogel and Saxon. Saxon is just, wow, he is just playing a, such an integral role in the show now. Deb and Quinn will be our second topic. Dex and Hannah and Hannah and Deb, finally. So let's go ahead and start off where the show ended. Vogel and Saxon. Now we know that Oliver Saxon, now we know his last name too because Dexter did some research on him. Saxon is Daniel Vogel. Daniel Vogel, who was supposedly killed in an insane asylum, was so smart that he faked his own death and he's been hiding out for 30-something years to get revenge on his British psychopath (laughs) therapist mother. I'm just chilling, you know, fake my death, chilling. I do. So what do I you do g- building construction. <laughs> it's like what? I, I did like how in that scene that, that you're referring to where he, he's being like interrogated uh, by Deb and Quinn, I actually liked how he he got caught in a lie. I thought it was cool to see that happen because he's supposed to be this calculating smart uh, monstrosity that's been killing all these people as the brain surgeon. But here we got him getting caught thankfully. It's because Deb and Quinn are such a great team together. They are. Yes, they are. (laughs) Well, I think it's also just because I don't think he thought Cassie would talk badly about him, because he's just so into himself, I I believe. Mm. Or maybe he's not in tune with the way other people feel, because he's a psychopath. He can't can't think like what a human would think. Or a normal person would think. It's also a leap for me um, that the fact that Vogel wouldn't know that her own son was still alive, because I, I know that's what they're saying propelled her into doing what she's doing, but if she's, a, like, an intelligent woman, I just think, as a mom, you would, like, you would want to see the body, you would want to see for sure proof that your son was dead, and she just trusted the husband and said the body was burned beyond, you know, belief and stuff, and I just feel like her intuition, as she's such an intelligent person, just would not have le- accepted that. And, I, go ahead. Okay, so... I really, 
for a second do not believe that she didn't know he was alive. For the sole fact that she developed Harry's code, and that had to come from somewhere. And I'm sure it's something that she dealt with with Daniel after he murdered Charlie. Well, she did say that she tried to help him, but she she also said, oh, there's a possibility he may have left some brain stems at my house at some point. I mean, come on. What's going on here? Yeah, I think what she was referring to about that, Anna, was she... We now know the symbolism behind the brain, the brain stems, which was like the emotional part, right? Right, that he lacked empathy. Mm-hmm. So he lacked that, and so he was like getting them from all these victims and putting them together and giving her, oh, hey, I'm gifting you empathy because I don't have any of it, so I'm going to take it from other people. But didn't she, wasn't she saying that it had happened before? That's kind of weird. If it was happening before. No, yeah, that's, that's yeah. what I got. It, it was like, oh, he might have left me a few brain cores at my door a few times when he was a child but I honestly didn't put two and two together because I'm a freaking ridiculous idiot okay yeah, yeah. yeah. no and it's not it's not working it's not working for me the whole time yeah. I'm, I'm taking notes throughout this whole episode and I'm thinking to myself and writing down Vogel is such a good liar she has been talking to Dexter this whole time every every time he comes at her with new information regarding Oliver she's like Oh, oh well, probably this happened. This probably explains that. You know, it's she's just withholding so much information, and we really don't know how much she really knows. She's a master manipulator, and Anna keeps pointing to my notes because she finds that <laughs> the the greatest. I took very spark notes this episode because I really couldn't figure out what to write down. <laughs> and my second one just says Dex finds blood, which really could be from any episode. <laughs> so. But yes, genius, hilarious. Yeah, Vogel. V- I host another show called Graceland, and there's a character in that where his what he does is always kind of gray area, morally gray, but it's always for a greater good. But he, whenever somebody tries to question it, he always has a reason for it. And Vogel kind of reminds me of that when, okay, she doesn't release this information because it's only need-to-know information, but then as soon as you tell her, oh, well... <laughs> There's this, there's this, there's this, there's this. You're the idiot, Dexter. This is this, 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 this. We can save him. It's going to be fine. You know, we'll just chill. You know, you're my spiritual son. He's my real son who killed my other son. I mean, we can all have, like, a bonding experience. And that's what I guess what this last end of the episode is. I hate her. I don't like her. I do. I can't wait for her to die. <laughs> can, I, can, I just, can I just get this out of the way? Do it. I didn't, I didn't read any spoilers last week, guys. I know <laughs> some people had said... Oh, did you you read the spoiler about Daniel or not Daniel? Um, Oliver. I guess yeah, Oliver yeah. Saxon being her son. Actually, I was just throwing stuff off my mind and things that could happen and could make sense, and that's what came off my mind. And I really thought it was a dumb idea last week. <laughs> and you're renowned for throwing out all these crazy yeah. suppositions, and you get them right sometimes. But I I feel bad when the ones that I get right are the ones that I find stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. I saw some of our, our YouTube comments, and one one person said, oh, if Oliver... There's no way. Why would they just introduce somebody like that, and he turns out to be the killer? Well, that person was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and we were all wrong, too, because we didn't think so either, right? We we were saying it's probably just straight-up Vogel, but but it's not. It seems... I, I really want to say that she's known from the beginning that he's been the killer, but a part of me, just the way she was interacting with him near the end, where she said, um, after Dexter leaves, she goes, oh, hey, see, I told you I wasn't working with him. So 
either she kept everything about Dexter in the dark and away from Oliver, or they really haven't been working together this whole time. Well, I think she was just saying, now do you believe me I didn't send him because... Oh, send. Okay, mm -hmm. that's actually, yeah, that makes more sense then. Mm -hmm. Right. But when... The, several episodes ago, there was a guy who like stole shoes or something. That there's another, <laughs> yes, Yates. Who we thought was the brain surgeon. Um, well, she thought it could have been. Um, Dexter thought that too. That well, maybe she's using a bunch of us to look out at each other, and who knows? So, so I I wouldn't rule it out yet. That uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm just, I mean, you got to look at it from the perspective of, okay, so this guy has, has all the access to her notes, and as Dexter says, oh, you only need the right spyware for that. Yeah, you really know what you're talking about, Dexter. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just, I love the TV magic behind it. But um, he has all these notes, but why target mm -hmm. Zach Hamilton? That's, that's what I'm going for. Because we have the scene between him and Quinn where Quinn shows him the picture, and he's like, oh, this is Zach Hamilton. Yeah, I just, because at this point, is Zach dead? Zach's not dead at this that's, point. That's right, he's not. So this is where he finds out that that's who they're suspecting of the murder. But at this point, wouldn't he think that they would have the DNA evidence under the fingers? They'd yeah. have all that. So why did he have to kill Zach? I don't know. Yeah, that's a really good question. Well, did he know that Zach was Dexter's... He would have to from, from Vogel's notes. Yeah, so maybe that's why he wanted... I know, but I just don't see... I don't see him killing Zach for no reason whatsoever without Vogel having some say in it. Yeah, I feel is like it, there's no motivation for for Oliver to kill Zach. It, it, unless, yeah, you're right, unless he was directed to by his mother. And Vogel pointed out that in order for Zach to have, like, pulled his hair out and, like, left evidence for Dexter to find that he would have to be extremely calm during this struggle and... So yeah, she knows she knows too much. Mm -hmm. During uh, yeah. during that point, um, I want to say that maybe it was yeah maybe it was planted there. Maybe she knew like this whole situation was going to happen, and she directed uh, Saxon to go ahead and do that. Yeah, it's it's it it has to be there has to be more to this than than oh I don't I didn't know he was oh he's alive. <laughs> oh, oh God. There has to be more than that. Be. I know. She's she's such a manipulator. I still think it's going to yeah. be one of those things and I think that's why it's such a widely regarded quote from Scott Reynolds where Vogel doesn't fit Dexter's code and I really think that it's still the thing where she's controlling other people to do it for her. You, you know what comes to my mind right now when you did that British accent is how I, I think I said, like, right when we first meet Oliver, I, I said something like, he looks like a British version of, what the hell is that one guy? Ryan, <laughs> Ryan, Ryan Gosling. Gosling. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't think he ever said, maybe he said a few things and they sounded kind of British, but it doesn't sound like he has a British accent. For some reason, you know, that kind of connected in a mm -hmm. way, right? Yeah, in a way it did. Mm -hmm. It's just, I mean, we could we could throw cards out on a table all day about this. <laughs> but to be honest, this episode, uh, I wanted to say, yeah, this best episode of the season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, take that to the to the inverse. Yes, it was that. So yeah, I, I yeah, I just, I would, go ahead, Anna. It was just, you know, I'm just gonna be honest. Uh, it was painful, painfully slow. Um, and I'm just so disappointed because last season was such a comeback. 
Every episode was incredible. And this is, you know, this is their swan song. Mm-hmm. What's going on? When are we going to... Well, you, gotta, you just got to wait for the last minute of the episode. I know, but we didn't even have that this time. Like, at least last week we got five minutes of boom, boom, boom at the very end. And this time, especially being off next week, I mean, we're, we're getting down to the very end. Yeah. thought it could have been, a, you know, the last been minute, much better. The last minute, Vogel just awkwardly put her hand on top of the yeah. son's hand. Man, and we all knew he was there, too. It wasn't like that was a big surprise, you know? Yeah. It's just such a... I don't know. And there were just some weird things with the directing style of this episode as well. And I don't know if you guys caught it. I complained about it a little bit when we were watching. But the scene where they're looking for evidence in Zach's studio, they're playing, like, this really fast-paced... Right. Like, there's a time crunch. There's a time crunch. But it's a forced time crunch because they, they really don't have anything that they're racing against the clock to get done. They're just looking for evidence. And I was at this point, I was like, I'm watching CSI. I'm not watching Dexter. Yeah, the music that they were playing in the background during the scene did make it kind of like there was a false sense of urgency when there was not. There really wasn't. It's like it should have been a slow, methodical Dexter moment where he's looking through the scene. And Vogel in this sense is Vogel's kind of taking Harry's spot. Because every scene we have with Vogel, we don't have Harry, but she's the one speaking into his subconscious mm-hmm. in a way. And that's what I don't like. And I think that's another mm-hmm. kind of writing tool that they've been using this season where she's manipulating him just as Harry manipulates him. So it's Harry's trying to c- battle what she's putting into his mind throughout the season. Yeah, there's a lot of false urgency with the writing as well. I mean, there have been so many episodes, so many seasons where... I've been like having like full anxiety attacks. Like, okay, well, I, I know, I know he's gonna make it because the series is named Dexter, but <laughs> but is he gonna make it? Well, even, uh, yeah. even when they shot Laguerta, like that, the right. end of that season, you were like, what's gonna happen? Yeah, you're like, right. Shit. But uh, but this with like you know the marshal showing up and oh we're dating now and you know twice with the marshal when he's like oh who's this a picture of it just like it was crappy writing it was just okay I, I like the I like the oh we're dating now thing I mean that's, that was that was a de- that was a Dexter moment that was a good uh, ruse for Dexter to do it seriously fooled Marshall Clayton at, at least from our perspective it did but I mean it makes sense though because you look at Dexter's past he has a wife who was murdered he dated Hannah McKay. And the girl who he was kind of seeing was murdered just recently. I mean, but but were any of you concerned for a second? Were were any of you like, oh no, what's going to happen? Here comes the marshal. No, and I think for me, the marshal was kind of dopey. Like, <laughs> I didn't really take him as a serious threat. And I think my favorite scene with all of that was Harrison actually being like, oh, that's my mom. Yeah, that was the that, only I time. I love that part. It was great. That was the only yeah. time we were like, what's he going to say? Yeah. What's he going to say? What's yes. he going to say? But somebody called it out before he said it. Who was it? One oh, I did. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you said mom, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Thank goodness he didn't say Hannah, because that would have been really crazy. And but maybe he sees, maybe in his eye, he sees Hannah as his mom, and he's just that's the only way he can identify her really well. Oh, and I'm sure the marshal saw Hannah on the picture too, without Harrison oh, saying yeah. it, of yeah. course. But it's just the problem I have with the with the marshal is that this is what this is the ninth episode. Yes, there's no need. We don't need this character. <laughs> we have Elway, who's doing yeah. nothing. Yeah. Like, what's his... Like, Elway is supposed to be... He's Sean Patrick Flannery, for freaking sake. Now, if that would have been Elway in those scenes, right? then I would have felt some, exactly. like, danger. Yeah. Like, oh, he's smart. He's on to Elway's intelligent. Good. He's close to Deb. 
He has insider information that might not have made sense when he learned it about Deb, but then it would kind of click when he's in these situations with mm-hmm. Harrison. Like, that's where his character should be. That's where his arc should develop. But no, they bring in another character yeah. to develop his arc, who's probably going to end up dead anyway at Dexter's table, because they're going to need someone to randomly be killed. It's just... Yeah, yeah, I totally is, agree on it, that one. It is a little bit frustrating. And what actually makes it even more frustrating is that the marshal told Elway to stay out of it. And he said, he'll take care of it, and then you know, you'll get your money later on. Right? Yeah, it's like, okay, so we have not we have a basically A-list actor who's doing nothing except telling Deb that she should get the F out. You see, it's because Elway Which, is so high up in his company, he's got to run the whole investigations for him. He's too busy to go chasing down people. But he's not! But that's like when you said, when he, when he tells her to get the F out, that's finally when we all kind of like listened, you know, and that was a great scene. But then we think that his arc, his arc should have been, he told her to get the F out or whatever. He's like, I don't know if your priorities are in the right place. And he starts investigating himself instead yeah. of finding someone else to do it for him. And you say that he doesn't have enough time, but then we see him on that quest with his sister or whatever and doing the other stuff, stupid stuff with Deb. It's like, mm-hmm. he's got more time than we think. He's doing random, taking pictures of people. Yeah. He told he told the marshal he wanted in on it, too. He did. Well, I guess I didn't inject enough sarcasm into that statement. Dude, I need <laughs> the M99 of sarcasm. <laughs> let's go ahead and move on to our next topics. But before we do, let's be sure to tell our fans to go ahead and support AfterBuzz TV by going to iTunes, go to the iTunes store, in the search bar, type in Serial Buddies or Adventures of Serial Buddies. And guess what? This awesome independent film comes up, directed and written by Kevin Undergaro, starring Maria Menounos, Christopher Lloyd, uh, Christopher McDonald, Artie Lang, Kathy the Gifford and a bunch of other awesome actors that make cameos and contribute to the film. Such a great, funny film, and it's pretty much a mixture of Dexter and Dumb and Dumber put together <laughs> in this awesome indie film. Uh, it's only, what, four ninety nine to download? Go ahead and download it, and it helps us at AfterBuzz TV keep the lights on over here. And uh, don't forget to rate and comment us, too, guys. So in, in that same iTunes search bar, just type in, uh, for the podcast, actually, type in uh, after, uh, after Buzz TV Dexter, and go ahead and download our podcast. Give us five stars. Rate and comment us, because we deserve it, too. <laughs> Just going to give a quick shout out to at Copperfield, DJ Smooth on Twitter, and to Mr. Phil S., who's at Phil781, who always finds all these spoilers and sends them to me, and then I don't look at them because I don't want to be spoiled. Yeah, I want to say thank you to Phil S., too, because he sends them to me, and I enjoy his, his comments. I just don't. I, I don't look at the spoilers. I have read the spoilers, and I was thinking to myself because I, I did read them. I'm not going to say anything about the future episodes, mostly because I don't remember them. Thankfully, it's so abstract. <laughs> you know, like really for me, I really have to see it visually on the show. So the only thing I like that stood out to me was Saxon, Saxon this, Saxon that, and I'm like, who the hell is this guy? Where's this person coming from? No, the band Saxon. You've never heard them? They're actually pretty good. I was thinking like the Saxons of the uh, the you know like the barbaric tribes back in the in Europe. That's what I was thinking. Right? Yeah, but anyway, let's go ahead and talk about our next topic here. Deb and Quinn. Yay! <laughs> Finally, I've been wanting this for the last two years. JJ's I'm very happy on this one. That's happy. the one thing in this episode I'm really very pleased about. Thank goodness. What I, what I thought was really cool about this whole thing is that Quinn, especially when they had that lunch date or lunch discussion, whatever they were doing, Quinn is totally staring at her across the table, all dopey-eyed and fawning over her like a little schoolboy, and she's just playing it cool the whole time, right? Yeah. I think they're so perfect for each other. because Because Deborah is tainted by Dexter, and Quinn's tainted by stupidity, and <laughs> I think Quinn's the only person who could possibly forgive her for actually, if he found out that she killed LaGuerta, I think like, well, 
Sure. You're hot, yeah. so I'll stick with you. <laughs> like that's you, well, you would have had to do it, you know, to survive. So I agree with you, Deb. Yeah, I mean, what? he's done some shady stuff, yeah. and we haven't exactly seen Karma catch up to to Quinn much. No. He gets to date Jamie, who's really good looking. He gets to go for he he has like the the head of the department. Batista's like on his side all the way. Yep. I mean, he's got everything going for him. So I'm wondering if we will get to see the fall of Quinn this season, just because yeah. he has done so much shady. For alliteration purposes, I would have said the word. Yeah. Um, through the past few seasons. And was he driving an Escalade? Yeah. I what s- was that about? <laughs> I know. I was like, that's a nice car. Like, it's, uh, I hate people who drive. Well, I don't hate people, <laughs> but I hate being behind Escalades <laughs> in traffic. And I'm just like, Quinn, what the? Yeah, where did you get that? <laughs> yeah, I didn't even notice that. Wow. Okay. So he's driving an Escalade now. Didn't those guys, I don't even see like new ones anymore, though. Aren't those kind of out of style? The I new just think Cadillacs are gaudy. <laughs> Yeah. That's out of style. <laughs> we are not sponsored by Cadillacs here. <laughs> but if you would like to send us, <laughs> we are not opposed to that. Um, so I felt like he was super girly at the lunch. Like, I just feel like it's such a chick move to be like, oh, uh, like, my boyfriend's so jealous because I <laughs> talk about you. And <laughs> oh, my God. You are so right, Anna. That, yeah. I didn't even think about that until now. And she's like, well, I mean, I can't give you advice. And he's like, why? (laughs) What was cool about her is that she totally played it cool. She was the guy in that situation. She was just like, this this guy wants me. I'm just going to sit back and relax and let him be an idiot and do his thing. But that was always their relationship. I mean, he proposed and she was like, I don't think so. Like, I'm not ready for that he proposed and she's like let's just pretend that didn't happen he kisses her let's just pretend (laughs) that didn't happen yeah but she likes that kiss oh yeah she did she likes that she can compete with jamie i'm sure yeah yeah she played it cool well was there anything else about debbie i don't think so but let's move into let's actually (laughs) we started with like the only thing that happened (laughs) so now that we've hit our only bullet point to go downhill, folks. Oh, I have a, I have a note on Deb and Quinn. Oh, De- Quinn kisses Deb. Okay, never mind. I think we covered that. <laughs> the talk at the taco truck, and then they have that awkward lunch, and then, oh, they kiss. Yay. Yay. Uh, so Dex and Hannah. Well, you know what? While we're talking about... Oh, and they interview, they interview him. While we're, stock, we'll, while we're still talking about Deb, let's just go ahead and talk about Deb and Hannah. Yeah. Hannah. Mm-hmm. Hannah. So they uh, they hide Hannah. Or, they, she hides thanks to Dexter, in Deb's house. And I loved Deb's first words when she walks in. What the fuck? I like. I could almost feel it yeah. coming on, though. Like, of as course. soon as you're like, I know she's going to say WTF. I know she's going to say it. I and wish, she said it. Okay. I wish that they would almost, like, convert some of her lines to WTF because... <laughs> Yeah, her, I mean, writing for Deb has to be so easy. It has to be, like, profanity here. Let's let's just throw that in. (laughs) Let's take sayings and insert curse words into them. Yeah. Well, that's the way that everybody curses, though, right? Pretty much, but she just does it with such grace and finesse. I think if they did the WTF thing, it would take it from being funny and serious at the same time to being just totally overall comical, and it just wouldn't. We wouldn't be able to take her seriously. I feel all. like if Deb ever used WTF, it'd be WTF. Like she would yeah. say, still say yeah. the F part. Yeah. That's what I feel like it would be like. Yeah, I love her mouth personally. Just me. Yeah, <laughs> maybe so I got a potty mouth, but. <laughs> <laughs> so I she, think it's great. <laughs> I, I I thought it was so funny how 
everything's clean because De- Deb's not the cleanest person ever. And not only that, but someone's cooking for her when she gets home, and it's a person that poisoned her two <laughs> times, right? <laughs> and it was just, it was just such a, it was a funny situation. And even when Deb is just like digging into that chicken, well, at first she's like, "Oh, I'll take that piece, right?" <laughs> you know, I don't. You probably poisoned the other one, but what if you wanted me to take that piece? And you know, she's going through inconceivable, that, yeah, yeah, that stuff in her mind. And even when she's like digging into it with her fork and like cutting it, she's doing it with such fervor. And then she puts it in her mouth. No, like, she like looks at it in the fork. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> and I. I thought it would have been funny if Hannah threw in something like, oh, and Dex is coming over later after she had bitten into it. It's like, oh, we're going to knock you out for a bit, Deb. Yeah. We're going to do it on your bed. Oh. Okay, I didn't go that far. Wow. <laughs> I cleaned because we did it all over. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so... I, I liked their moment, though. Yes. Mm-hmm. I liked their getting along. I just... I feel so bad for Deb. I feel like, you know, Dexter just takes such advantage of her. There's nowhere else in Miami, there's nowhere else that you could go. I mean... Let's hide her where they won't, will least expect it. The evidence room at Miami Metro. I agree. It's like she's already, she's come a long way since her issues that she's had. And then to like put that in front of her again. I agree with you. It's like, he, come on. I mean, put somebody through that. You were thinking again. the same thing then. As soon as, like, Dexter calls to talk to her on the balcony, I'm thinking, wait, she wasn't even talking to you eight episodes ago. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. You were, like, so desperate just to be back in her life, and now you're... <laughs> and and then he's like, stay away from Saxon. Just trust me. Just just trust me. Yeah. He was like, pulling like, the... Yeah. It was, he was pulling the same stuff on the same balcony that they did last season. Well, she didn't tell him that she loved him this time. That's what I was thinking. (laughs) That that whole time they were out there on the balcony slash patio, whatever they are at. I just, uh, this episode actually made me worry for Jamie a little bit because Jamie is the only one that Saxon knows and could probably get alone. Mm. Does that make sense? And probably get Harrison in the process because she is attached to him. Maybe because he can be the, I'm so sad right now, blah, 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 blah. I need you to comfort me, Jamie. Oh, wow. Really? You think that would happen? I that would be the weirdest. I don't mean like I don't mean I don't mean ever. comfort like that. Yeah. I just mean no, like that, I, no. I know what you mean, but even just to say, oh, I'm sad because Cassie died. Can you come over and help me out? You know, I could I'm see it in some, a heartbeat. He's I can't. A, he's I can't. a sociopath. I could see him maybe going to her apartment or Dexter's place. Okay, well, yeah, something like but that. But not not telling her to go somewhere else. I don't. I think that for her that would be a big red flag. I, I hope it would be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I could totally see it happening because. Uh, first of all, they're the only two who are grieving her, really. Um, you know, Quinn's off with Deb, and yeah, I could see that happening. I could totally see that happening. Well, and she's the one that's giving little information about him, and she's pretty much the only one that knows, you know. But she's creeped out by him, too, Mm -hmm. so I don't know. But it could happen. It could happen. I could see him, uh, Oliver slash Saxon, Oliver Saxon, stalking her. And maybe, like, if she's doing errands with Harrison in tow, that he comes up on them and he's like, oh, hey, how's it going? (laughs) I just feel like Harrison's the power play for Vogel. Harrison has got to be the power play for Vogel, especially the way they were phrasing it, like, 
it's my little boy, Dexter. It's my little boy. And I feel like underneath that is the underlying, what would you do if someone took your little boy? And that's going to be what it is. It's, yes. well, he's, he's not going to back off you, so let's show him what it's like to lose a son. Yeah, I could totally see that happening. Mm-hmm. And it's now it's it's really apparent that Vogel and, and Saxon are going to be working together. Maybe Jamie should just adopt Harrison <laughs> because she's the only one that takes yeah. care of him anyway. And then it won't be Dexter's son. And I mean, do they really yeah. need him in Argentina? I mean, <laughs> he never takes yeah. care of him. Yeah, he does. They would just be <laughs> off killing people the whole time. Yeah. So random theory here. Let's say for a second that. Vogel and Saxon have not seen so have not seen each other since till now, but they've still known about each other and been communicating through her notes. How about that? Well, how would how would he? They happen though, right? How would he have been communicating with her? Yeah. She he wouldn't need to. Other she than would commu- if if he if she knew he was out there and looking through her notes, and she has known that he's out there. Of course, since she first got the first brain. It's like she's not stupid. As soon as she got that first brain on a doorstep, she would have to know exactly who it is. And I'm sh- and what if since then she's m- been communicating through the notes? Do you think that she could have been using Dexter as kind of maybe like a foxhound to like s- sniff him out and, and make it so that he like comes to the surface? I mean, maybe. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Maybe that's how she's getting... The use to find his she knew that Dexter would track him down, and, and because he's Dexter. he's good at finding other killers. Mm-hmm. But this is what Zach Dexter tie does. In? How does Zach tie in? Because she was so insistent on him helping Zach and not killing Zach, and and now Zach's mm-hmm. dead. Well, oh my God, Epiphany, do it. <laughs> Tell us. Holy <laughs> shoot! Before before you say it, I wanted to say that the, Zach's death was maybe. I think we talked about this last time, a way to isolate uh, Dexter. So he was by himself, so she could see like her study, her longitudinal study continue to play out without any other variables. Because if, didn't you see how mad she got when Hannah McKay, when she found out that she was still there, she was like, wait, what are you doing with her? That you guys are not going to be able to work well together, you can't live a life together. Okay. Too many variables. Just tell me if this makes sense and call me a complete idiot if it doesn't. So, the thing that I've been trying to figure out this whole time is why the hell did Daniel, sorry, whatever, Oliver, frame Zach for the murder of Cassie? And what it comes to be is that I think Vogel was testing Dexter to see his level of forgiveness. Because if Dexter can forgive Zach... For killing a woman who's innocent, then she can introduce him to Daniel. Ooh. You mean Oliver? Oliver, either one. She can introduce <laughs> that without fear of Dexter killing him. She can turn Dexter to be, okay, this is my son. We can we can fix him oh, together. Right. I, I forgot his name was Daniel when he was young. Yes. Because Oliver was the one, maybe they've wanted to meet, but they knew that Dexter would try to kill him. And now it's that... They were using they were using Zach as a test. Like, okay, if you can forgive Zach, then maybe you'll be able to teach Daniel. Maybe you'll be able to teach Saxon. Because she wants to instill the code in Oliver Saxon 
because he doesn't have it yet, and she's been trying to do it this whole time because she's been bogged down by this level of guilt and regret by not having someone, not having strong male around. Dexter is the teacher of the code, so let's find out if he'll teach. If he, if Dexter will still teach someone who has murdered someone before. And that's what she was texting with Zach, testing with Zach by having Oliver frame Zach. And then once she found out that Dexter was going to kill him after that, then it was a free-for-all, I guess. But why is he dead now? Because he outlived his usefulness. He was a test. You throw, you, yeah. Do you have your tests from ninth grade? They, she doesn't <laughs> want more killers around to interfere. Exactly. I think this is all about her, Daniel, and Dexter, and I think it was always... Hmm. I think this episode was also very slow. Yes. <laughs> it all goes down to that. Like, I feel like if it was faster and we got more information, yeah. we'd be able to put things together more, but now it feels like we just... Yeah. We finished the big white space in a puzzle. And now we have to, like, we're still waiting for, like, the interesting pieces. Yeah. Well, I feel like our 30-minute podcast was a lot more interesting than some of the episode was. Yeah. <laughs> but let's go ahead. If if there's nothing else, let's move on. Um, Anything else? Uh, one yes. really random thing. Um, when Harrison said, I wish she could be my mom, meaning Hannah, uh, I found it very strange that Dexter didn't say anything about Rita. That he was just like, oh. I thought it was strange that we haven't seen Cody or heard of Cody or Aster mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. At all. So, when they actually were in last season for no real reason anyway. And they didn't bring him back at all yet? No? Nobody? Maybe. Yeah, it is interesting yeah. to me that, that Rita's just gone. Like, he doesn't... Yeah. yeah, I mean, that is their child together. Like, you'd think there would still be some discussion about your mother. Or yeah. Your, but yeah, he just seems completely... It's just all about Hannah. Yeah. I, I actually forgot her name was Rita until you just mentioned her. <laughs> I keep thinking of her as Julia Stiles. Yeah, I think uh, Julie Benz. Julie Benz. Yeah. yeah <laughs> sorry, I'm I'm I'm, miss, I'm mixing up the Dexter people. Yeah. Too many blondes. The blondes. Yeah. <laughs> Too Ju- many Julians. <laughs> but yeah, I just um God. But uh, yeah, there are a few more things we forgot to touch on. One is that. Uh, Deb was getting her badge back from Batista, and Batista's oh, yeah. really looking forward to being back on the force. But she refused momentarily. She wants to wait. And she seems like this whole episode, or this whole season, is Deb in a in a hiatus, like trying to figure out what she wants to do. Um, she she, 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 wants, she wants to wait, and so were we. We were waiting the whole episode for something to happen. Yeah. yeah. And another thing is... Elway basically says she should leave if she's not going to do the work. And we find out in the previews that, of course, she quits because she's a former employee. Um, And then I want to talk about just really quick, a little bit more on Deb and Hannah. It was very interesting when Hannah brings up the badge. It's like, oh, you're going to – because it's the one thing they have in common. They talk about the one thing they have in common. They both want things that they really can't kind of have. Like it's – they're bad people for the things that they want. If that makes sense, and they'll get they'll get it through whatever means necessary. I don't know. I thought it was interesting because mm-hmm. Deb wants to go back to the force, but she really can't because of the things she's done. Hannah wants to go back to Dexter, but she really can't because of the things she's done. It's all about the past. Mm-hmm. True that. Well, cool. all right. <laughs> let's move into our news and gossip. All right. You got to say after Buzz TV news. It was a grenade. You threw the grenade, and we were like waiting. It was a three-second one. Yeah. <laughs> so I got a bunch of tweets here up there in the Twitter sphere from Yvonne Strahovski, 
at y underscore Strahovski. Thanks GQ. And she has a link there to uh, the British GQ magazine. And there's an interesting article with her talking about her character as Hannah McKay and what's uh, what's to come this season. She teases a few things. Uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what's going to happen because she doesn't really say very much. But if you guys want to, you can have a little bit of insight into Yvonne's thoughts on her character. And I read that too. And one thing I thought was interesting is they said in out in the web, they refer to her as Strahatsky. Yes. For those Yvonne fans. <laughs> I can agree with that. <laughs> uh, we also had uh, at show underscore Dexter tweet, join the Red Reward sweepstakes for a chance to win a hashtag Dexter script signed by Michael C. Hall. And uh, and they put sign up now and there's a link there. So, um, uh, by the way, all these are on my Twitter. I retweeted a lot of these tweets. So go ahead and check out my Twitter account if you guys want to go ahead and do that. Or you can check out the at show time underscore, at show underscore Dexter account. Also, uh, we had Amy Garcia, at Amy underscore Garcia tweet. Let's see. Traffic is so bad, I'm reading a book in the car. Hashtag LA. Hashtag don't judge. <laughs> I know exactly what you're feeling, Amy, because sometimes <laughs> the traffic is so bad. Seriously, like it slows to a crawl, and I bust out my iPad, and I play a little some game on there. War of Games. Game of War? Game of War. Yeah, terrible game. I'm addicted to it. We also had Jay to the Carpenter, at Jay to the Carpenter, tweet out, it was the best, it was, it was the best Thursday night of the month for me. Retweet at Amanda Seyfried. Can't believe how much fun I had watching Elysium with at Jay to the Carpenter. Apparently, Amanda Seyfried and Jay, Jennifer Carpenter like to hang out on their off time. That's pretty neat. And was there anything else? No, I think that does it for my tweets, but I wanted to also mention some comments we had from our fans on our YouTube channel. B Wolf says, Anna Koppel earned cool points for that N-E-R-D brain reference laugh out loud. <laughs> it was a good one. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> and we also had uh, Brent H- William Henry. He commented, it is obvious that the brain surgeon will be played by Ben Affleck. <laughs> I read that. That was funny. <laughs> Good one. And then everyone's going to be mad. Uh, oh, I feel so sorry. And lastly, Brent William Henry, he also tweeted, last couple of uh, comments here. He, he commented, rather. Maybe Vogel is Deb from the future. Greatest line in After Buzz TV history. Oh, I'm flattered. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and lastly, Violin. She commented, I will seriously miss you guys after the final episode. It's been two years. I love the way y'all dig deep. It's not like other after shows. Tear. Aw, thank you. We really dug deep to get something out of this episode. Yeah. 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 We did, but I I feel like we had a lot of good We did have good stuff going out. I only have a couple more things for news and gossip. Uh, It's all about Yvonne tonight, apparently. She was also in People Magazine, for those of you who want to check her out there. Talking about a little article. And she also posted on her Twitter a picture of her surfing. So apparently that is her new passion, is that she loves to surf. Uh, She also is going to be in a new project after this with Aaron Eckhart called I, Frankenstein. Oh, yeah. I think there's a... I'm not sure, but I think there might be a trailer for that on the trailer app for iTunes. That's pretty interesting stuff. Anything else, guys? No? No, no, no? Well, let's go ahead and move into our prediction. Let's do it! And now, your After Buzz TV prediction. See, I held that grenade for a little bit longer before I threw it. Oh, so it landed right on there. Okay. It, it went off quicker. <laughs> well, prediction time. Okay. So I, I think mine's 
kind of well you know after our discussion here i think this one's kind of moot but i want to say that vogel and saxon have been working together the whole time but i don't know like you know i, I wrote this before our discussion we had more epiphanies here i don't know what else is going to happen um I, I hope Saxon dies within, well, obviously within the next three episodes, but I hope that he dies maybe in the, the second to last episode, and I want there to be more of a resolution episode, you know? Like maybe something big happens like right at the end of episode 11, and then on episode 12, it's kind of like, it, it like kind of overlaps for just like the, that few minutes, and then it goes on and it's like all the characters and what's going on. 15 years later. Yeah, it's going to do one of those. It's going to be like six months later. <laughs> it's going to be Dexter on the table. He'll bring the knife down. He'll cut the black, and then that's the end of the series. And then there's going to be like a memorial service, and somebody's going to get a bench. No, we need a cut to black series ender. I would hate if that I would happened. seriously be pissed. Um, any predictions? I'm just going to stick with the same prediction that I made last week because I really want it to come true next week. I just want Vogel to die. I do not want to watch her another episode. So please make that prediction come true for next episode. Hopefully, she dies before Saxon dies. She can die early in the episode. <laughs> next week too please alright th- you go are you, are you sure? alright um let's see I believe that Vogel and Saxon will go after Harrison because exactly and I think they're gonna do something against Hannah too I, I don't know what but I mean I think the two storylines have to intersect somewhere with the Elway and with Vogel and Saxon. I really think there's going to be a meeting of characters from those two different arcs. Otherwise, I don't know what yeah, the writers they, are thinking. Did you just say they two storylines? I think there are like four or five storylines. Oh, I know, there. but I was talking about the two ones that actually we can make predictions on because they make sense slightly. <laughs> I mean, that's a stretch, but I'm just kidding. No, I mean, I can see, I can see those two storylines intersecting. Anyway, yeah. I think Jamie might be in trouble. I think there's going to be some weirdness going on between Saxon and Vogel. Um, that one time, like, she hugged Dexter, like, really creepily. Mm-hmm. So I think there's just going to be some ickiness with them. Like something incestuous. Uh, maybe. I mean, yeah, this show seems to like incest. Uh, and <laughs> the writers. We're, yeah, and we're not. What's Game of Thrones doing right, and what can we take from. <laughs> we're not going to get it from Deb and Dex as long as mm-hmm. Hannah's around. Plus, I don't think anybody's really would like that anyway. Um, not really. And, uh, <laughs> not really. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that's what, that's. Do I you mean, think, uh, let me ask you guys, do you think Jamie's going to find out about Quinn kissing Deb? How do you think the Jamie relationship and with Quinn coming, I mean, with uh, Deb coming back into the fold is going to... I'll tell you exactly how this is going to go down. <laughs> Quinn is going to tell Jamie, hey, I, I, can't, I can't lie to you anymore. I don't love you. I kissed Deb. That's it. We're together now forever. It fits his character so well, though. Like, I could, I could see him saying, look, exactly. I'm back with Deb. Yeah, see, I kind of don't see it being a big thing. I kind of think it's going to happen like that, too, and then that's just going to kind of be And then Batista being the, the crap Jamie. out of him, or... What's yeah. going to happen is she's going to be, like, crying about her dead friend, and that's when he's going to be like, I can't do this anymore. I love Deborah. I can't take your BS anymore, <laughs> and Jamie. And she'll just go cook. You know, I feel, I feel like <laughs> the whole... Laundry she's basket. Always, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like all of Quinn's relationships in this season and the past season, or the past two seasons, are like a bad story of F. Mary Kill. 
Because he had the stripper, he had Jamie, he had Deb. Like, oh well. well if they never turn out too well. If we're out of jokes. <laughs> right, on that note, we're out of here. <laughs> That's a wrap it up music. Anyway, you guys, I hope you enjoyed our podcast, and I hope it was we more really enjoyable hope. than the show was tonight. But if we you tried. guys, but you guys, be sure to tune in next week. We're going to be on episode ten. No, 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 not next week. Two oh weeks. yeah, in two weeks because next week apparently Dexter's off. So guess what? We're off too. So in two weeks, come back and listen to us on our podcast. If you guys want to follow us, hey, you know what? Give me a follow at Sean Austin O on Twitter and on Instagram. And I'm at JJ Jurgens. And I'm at Koppel for Mayor, K-O-P-P-E-L-F-O-R-M-A-Y-O-R. And I'm at Stephen Lemieux. And can we tease that thing for the finale yet or no? No. No, not yet. All right. Okay, very well. (laughs) We'll we'll buzz with you guys next week. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.